I get to carry on our subject of ready to receive. What a powerful, powerful month we are having. The scripture today comes from Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, and I'm going to read it to you because I think it's so important that you understand the backdrop of where the subject matter of the Holy Spirit gets in play. If you're new to our church or new in the last number of months, in our church, which I believe is biblically based, not man-based, biblically based, we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Did you hear what I just said? Do you believe that? Okay, only half my congregation believes that. Do you believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? Do you believe that? Well, if you believe that, not only should you understand where it came from, how that all came to be, but then you should put to practice, if it's, if it's real and you believe it, then you should understand it and then practice. So today I want to illustrate to you that whole scenario so that when Pastor Jen preaches next week, uh, she will be set up for everybody in the house to receive. Acts chapter 1 verse number 1 says it like this. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift, keyword gift, my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates that the Father has set by his own authority, but... You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now it is important that you understand that this introduction initially to the book of Action, or the book of Acts, book of the apostles, there's many terminology for Acts, for book of Acts, this introduction was trying to make sure you understand there was a difference between Holy Spirit baptism and water baptism. There is a difference. And hopefully today, if you did not understand the difference, that I will be able to communicate to you how there is a difference. Because I believe you should not only be water baptized, but you should be spirit baptized. 
If you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, then you should be baptized in water, but you should also be spirit baptized. And you will hear my heart about this today. You see, my friend, Jesus had commissioned his disciples. And he had given them assignments. He said, I want you to go and give the good news to the whole world. That's a pretty big assignment. I want you to give this assignment that I've given to you, and I want you to go and tell the whole world. Now, some of you would panic if you were given that job. Some of you would say, that's not for me, I'm too shy. Some of you would say, that's got to be a preacher that you give that job to. That's got to be a singer that you give that job to. Somebody that is confident and can get up on a stage. You, you, gotta, you can't give it to me. I, I, I'm just a shy person. I, I don't talk much. Well, today I hope to eliminate any kind of reason for an excuse of you not to accept God's assignment. The assignment was for everyone. Okay, my wife believes that and the rest of you just stared at me. The assignment to go and tell is to everyone. So if it is to everyone, God needed to make sure that everyone was prepared for the assignments. If we need Jesus to be our Savior, then we need Him to be our baptizer. No one has any doubt that I want Jesus to take away my sin. I want to invite Christ into my life. Well, I'm saying to you, if you believe that, and you want Christ in your life, then you should also want what else God has for you. You shouldn't say, no, I don't want that one. So today, as I communicate to you, I pray that you understand that Jesus is our baptizer. And he's given us a gift. <laughs> the same gift <laughs> that he said he wanted to give his disciples on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts that I just read to you. It's the same gift he wants to give you. It's the same gift he wants to give all who believe. And the key word there is all. Number one, I want you to understand it's a gift. Now, I have 20 euro here. It's not a lot. But to somebody, it's a lot. So I'm going to ask somebody in this room today if they would like me to give them this gift. See, most of the people in this room right now are nervous. I'm going to repeat what I just said, and then we'll see what... There's the 20. I'm not going to steal it. You don't have to do something for it. I'm going to give you a gift. At Christmas time, some of you place presents underneath a Christmas tree. And you, sometimes it has your name on it. 
Sometimes it has someone else's name on it. But when you go to open that present, if you believe in giving gifts at Christmas, and it has your name on it, you don't have to look around the room to decide whose gift this is. It's got your name on it, so it's my gift. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if it's got my name, Rick, it's my, Rick, that's me. I get it. Are you getting this? So if I've got 20 euro and I'm saying I want to give it to someone, no strings attached, that's a gift. It's free. You don't have to do something for it. I'm not going to make you get up here and preach the rest of the message. Are you listening to me? So if that's true and this is a gift and I'm going to give it to somebody in this room, who would want a gift of 20 euro? Now, some are saying me. Some are saying nothing. Some are still nervous that there's some strings attached to this. But I'm just going to hand this 20 euro to this brother right there. God bless you. You don't have to do nothing. It's free. It's a gift. You can put it in your pocket. And after church, you can buy me. No. It's a gift. So he had no idea when he walked in this church. And to be honest with you, which is bad for a pastor to say, I don't even know the man's name. What's your name? Daniel. Man, that's my middle name. I should know that name. So I did not, did I tell you before church that you were going to get a 20-year-old gift? Huh? Say it a little louder because them people over there don't believe you. Okay. It's a gift. He's not going to give it back to me. I'm not going to after church say, hey, I really want my 20 bucks back. And I bring all my security guards in and they say, get, give the man his 20 bucks. No, 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 no. It's a gift. Did you know you were going to get a 20-year-old gift today? Now you do? It's in your pocket, right? So it's your gift. It's your money. It's yours. And really, if it was my 20 euro, it ain't nobody taking it away from me either. Are you listening to me? It's mine. It's a gift. It was free. So I'm going to receive the gift that God gave me. In this particular illustration, it's the man of God that just gave you a gift. One of the things that the Holy Spirit does is help you to live a holy life. Now, there's not one person in this room that doesn't need to work on that category in your life. Everyone needs to work on your holiness. Right? We all got issues in our lives. We all have things we could work on. Okay, I'll identify. I still need work on this subject. Okay, so if the pastor is saying that, we all should be saying, yeah, we all need a little bit of work. Okay? Mary Carey may only need a little work. Okay? <laughs> but, but I need a lot of work. And I know most of you in this room, and you need a lot of work too. But with that said, you have to understand, if the Holy Spirit is given to you as a gift, it's given for a reason. Help you 
to be a witness. That's the assignment, remember, to be a witness. Well, how are you going to be a witness if you're not holy? If you live like everybody else in the world, how are you going to be a witness? You've got to be a witness of Christ. He's holy. He's pure. He's the one that died on the cross. He's the one that went into the grave. He's the one that ascended. He came back to life. It's Him. It's Jesus. And He is saying to us today, I'm going to go away to heaven, but I'm going to give you a gift. And the gift is the third member of the Trinity. It's the Holy Spirit. It's, it's something you've got to have in order to fulfill this assignment that I'm giving you. I'm leaving. But you get. <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> I'm leaving, but you get. The Holy Spirit. Wow. That's power. It's anointing. It's purity. It's the help in your everyday life. Because when people look at you, they say, there's something different about that person. They are Christ-like. They respond like Christ. They act like Christ. They live like Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts us and helps us and guides us. See, that gift, as was stated in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, including Rome. Including the country that you're watching this from, and the neighborhood that you're watching this from, you are a witness to that spot. God strategically placed you there to be a witness. So if that's true, the Holy Spirit has been given so that we can be a witness. We can't live a holy life. But in order to really do that, you've got to have the power. But you will receive power to be the witness. Say, I can't do it by myself. I'm too shy. I'm too young. I'm too old. <laughs> See, with the power, you eliminate the excuses. And so many times you've got to understand what this power means. It's got to be plugged in into something. If you're going to get power, you've got to get it from somewhere. I'm saying to you, if you want the power of the Holy Spirit to be active in your everyday life, you've got to get this from God. Man doesn't give this gift. A church does not give this gift. God gives the gift of power. And He takes this power. Bose, my buddy, take it over there, the end piece, and put it near the cross. 
How much power did it take to bring Christ back to life? Are you listening to me? How much power did it take to open that tomb? How much power did it take for Jesus to go down into the region of the dam and take the keys of death, hell, and grave from the enemy, from the devil? How how much power? The devil thought he won this whole whole show here. (laughs) But God said, "Uh uh-uh, it ain't over yet. I still got to do something. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to defeat you once and for all so that I can prove that these people that I've assigned to go and tell 7 billion people plus that they are going to have to know they're going to have to have the power of the Holy Spirit that I'm about to give them. So it's plugged in to God and it's given to you you and I'm not skipping you and 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 you it's given to you the Bible says all who believe so the prerequisite is you didn't have to be a member of a particular church you didn't have to read your Bible so many days You didn't have to give so much money in order to get the gift. Like the 20 euro was to my brother, it was free. It was a gift. The power comes from the gift. So if I get the power, my brother has 20 euro of power now. He can buy whatever he wants to buy. Right? He can spend it however he wants to spend it. Are you listening to me? He has the power to do that because he has 20 more bucks. When you're plugged into God and he gives you the Holy Spirit, you now have the power to respond. Come on, Bose. I got to go here now. Don't get me trapped up. You got an assignment. Do your assignment. So my brother that had 20, he not only get the gift of the money, He gets the gift of the power. Is anybody getting this today? Because I need you to go home and in your place of prayer, in your place of habitation, you understand that there can be an anointing that comes to your life that empowers you to go outside and tell others there is a God. And He loves you. And he's got a plan for your life. See, that's all I got to tell him? Yeah. Bose, you are incredible. But listen, if that's my plan, that's my strategy. Now I ask you, most of the people sitting in this room, you've been saved or given your life to Christ for more than one day. Some of you may, because some of you are new, I don't know you. Some of you may have never given your life to Christ. Maybe today you decide to do that. But if you've given your life to Christ, here is the million-dollar question. In the length of period of time that you've known Christ, Christ lived in your life, how many people have you told about Christ? One. One. 
two, 10, 100. Remember, it's your job to tell. Go everywhere, tell everyone the good news. So you someday are going to stand before God and you're going to give an account of your assignment. Well, Lord, I stand and I sing on the stage. I look good on Sunday. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. That's your service unto the Lord. That's your service. I play the keyboard. I'm not picking on you today. I play the guitar. I help with the offering. I help clean the church. How many people have you told? Go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. Did you hear what I just said? It didn't say play the guitar on Sunday. Though you got to serve the Lord too. That's a whole different subject. It said you were to be his ambassador. You're to go and tell others that God loves them and has a plan for the. You're to be the witness. How are you going to be the witness without the power? You got to have the power. If you get the gift, you get the power. If you get this, I'm telling you, it will get into your spirit, man, and you understand where did that come from? It's a gift. If I get the gift, I get the power. I don't know if more people are getting it, just my wife getting it today. Mark 16, 15 is, is the scripture verse that I base all this on. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to the all creation. That's an assignment. You know who the assignment was given to? The disciples. I really want to tell you that those disciples did the best they could do. Look at where we are now 2,000 years later. Have you heard the good news? Has somebody told you about Jesus? Has the message been given to you? Somebody had to give you that message. Somebody had to give you that good news. Somebody had to have been plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit in order to give that message to you. I'm sure it wasn't a bold Italian preacher man like me. Because some of you heard from other means and other measures. But I'm here to tell you today, my friend, when you have been empowered with the Holy Spirit, you're going to do what Christ has asked you to do. See, God gives us a gift. The Holy Spirit gives us the power. I'm going to say that again. God gives the gift. The Holy Spirit gives the power. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The sign, the appearance, the analysis, whatever word you want to believe and think of right now in your mind of how you equate that is you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and you will pray in an unknown language. The sign that you have been filled is you pray in tongues. Now, I'm not talking about 
you didn't know Spanish and you learned Spanish. Or you only knew English and you learned Tagalog. I'm not talking like that. If you really want to learn another language, you can learn another language. This is a heavenly language that I'm talking about. That is because you have a prayer language, a spirit-filled person. Now you have a language that you and God talk together. Nobody can understand it but God. I don't know about you, but I'm not talking about just the prayer stuff. I'm talking about the action behind the prayer. Again, it's going to help you in your everyday life, your purity, how you live, who you are, your identity. But it's going to help you fulfill the assignment that God's given to you. And if you believe that, I guarantee you, your life will be changed. That's my message. I hope you heard it. Jesus, today, fill us. We need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. God, for our online audience today, I pray right now that, God, they will be filled wherever they're sitting, wherever they're standing, however they're listening. Right now, the Holy Spirit will come upon them, and they will be filled, and they will pray in a heavenly language, and the gift will come to them. The sign will come and they will receive. In the name of Jesus, I pray. God, you promised. You promised that we can receive this gift. We want to receive this gift. God, for that audience today that's around the world that's listening to this message, I pray if they don't know you as Savior, today they pray this prayer that I will pray with them online in just a moment to receive Jesus as Savior but they will also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I love you, Lord. Thank you, online audience, for joining me today. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ, to say yes to Him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, That's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're going to help you on this journey with Christ. Maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. 
And Lord, right now, there are people that are praying prayers all over the world, and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now, you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video. And you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.